Hey, golfers. What's going on? Welcome back to the podcast here. Tim Connor here, golf coach. That's what I do all day long, and this podcast is dedicated to the golf learning curve. Today, I want to talk about angle of attack and demystify and debunk how your angle of attack affects your golf swing and the tools you use. Angle of attack plays a tremendous role in, in the club you're using and the effective ball flight, what it does to your swing path. Now, this is where I got to give a big shout out to TrackMan for doing the research and having the technology to do the research and making the research publicly available. A while back, we learned that your angle of attack affects your effective swing path. Now, I don't want to get too deep in the weeds with you here, but understand this. If your club head is traveling on a negative angle of attack, which means downward, and let me just start with defining angle of attack. So if you're looking at a golfer from the front view, if you're facing that golfer and you can see their ball position from the front view, the angle of attack is the angle at which that club approaches the back of the golf ball. And it could be traveling down, referred to as negative, or it could be traveling up, referred to as positive, both of which are, are used in different parts pieces of the golf swing. So a driver angle of attack is typically up and iron angle of attack should be down. Now that angle of attack changes your effective swing path. So when you're swinging down on the ball, it makes your effective swing path more inside out. When you're swinging up on the ball, it makes your effective swing path more outside in or less inside out. The reason that's important and you want to understand that is when you're trying to hit a driver and say perhaps you're trying to hit a draw and you're trying to hit that big beautiful high draw, you wanna swing inside out. Well understand because you're swinging up on the golf ball, you have to swing inside out even more to offset that. Just the opposite. If you're hitting a pitching wedge and you're hitting down on the ball, you wanna swing outside in to offset that or you want the club traveling more to the left through the hitting area. Otherwise your effective swing path will continue to build to being inside out more and more. And at some point, if it gets too far inside out, you're going to become one dimensional. And there's also things that pros and cons that will associate with having the swing path too far inside out or too far outside in. Ideally, generically speaking, and know that there's more to the game than swing path, but ideally we want our swing path a couple degrees inside out. And that's a, that's a good frame of reference, what a lot of great players do. Could be more, could be less. But for our purpose, let's just say that's a, that's a good place to be. Is every golf swing the same? Should your swing feel the same or look the same? The answer is probably not. No, it, it won't. Because with a driver, we're hitting up on the ball. With an iron, we're hitting down on the ball. Basic rule of thumb, the way I like to communicate it to my students, is when your ball is on the ground, you should be hitting down on it. When your ball is on a tee, you should be hitting up on it. And if we're talking more generically, if you have a faster swing speed, meaning you create a lot of sp speed, you're big, strong, you have long levers, you have good form, you should be hitting down on the ball more. If you have less swing speed, meaning maybe you're in your golden years of golf, you have less flexibility, you have less physical strength, you should be hitting down on the ball less. Perhaps even hitting up on the ball slightly some as you get into your, your longer clubs while your ball is on the ground. That's why telling everybody to hit down on the ball is not good advice because so there are some players who may be young or maybe old and they don't have a lot of swing speed or maybe not a lot, not a lot of loft on their club and they're not actually going to get the ball into the air by hitting down on it. As they get older, yeah, and stronger or create more speed, they'll hit down on it and 
be able to get the ball airborne. So it's just one of those things to understand. And you know, not every piece of advice is interpreted the same. So just because that advice is given doesn't mean that's how it's interpreted. But I think it's very important to understand at the root of how you want to swing, your angle of attack plays a really big influence on the swing style. And if we're going back to kind of rules and more keeping it more black and white, as we're hitting down on the ball the most with our shortest clubs, your sand wedge, your pitching wedge, your wedges, you want to be swinging the most across the golf ball or to the left for a right-handed player or less out, less inside out. And as you get into your longest clubs, you want to be swinging the most inside out. Now, this is why a lot of players and amateurs really will struggle with how they'll hit one side of their bag or the other is because their swing is one that either swings down or swings up and they'll experience success on one side of their bag but not the other. For example, a player that swings up on the ball they're probably much more confident hitting their driver than their pitching wedge. And just the opposite. If a player that swings down on the ball, probably much more confident hitting their pitching wedge than their driver. And different tools for different shots is what you should be taking away from this and different swing styles to support the shot you want to hit and the skills you want to build. So using this knowledge practically, you can start to figure out, hey, I'm probably not a good driver of the ball or I create too much backspin on my drives because my driver is likely swinging down on the ball. I'm probably not a good iron striker because I don't hit down on the ball enough and I have a hard time creating a forward divot. It's just uh, knowledge is power, knowledge is fuel. I want you to understand the X's and the O's. That doesn't mean you need to be out there playing golf thinking about all this technical jargon. But at the root of it, I think you should understand it at, at a basic level and then be able to kind of work towards what's important to you or be able to diagnose what might be going wrong. And um, it doesn't mean you need to be out there like I said, getting in the weeds or going having paralysis by analysis. There's a time for work and there's a time for play. And while you're on the golf course, it's time for play. <laughs> while you're on the golf course, it's time for play. Yeah, I said that right the first time. It's time for play. Go play golf, have fun, do your best. And you can't work too much on your swing. And if you want to be working on your swing, your technique, your fundamentals, that can be done away from the golf course or that can be done on the golf course in a practice round of which is different than a round that you're trying to play, play your best and shoot your best score. A practice round is one in which you're just going out and having fun, hitting different shots, trying to learn something new, trying to build your skills. And um, your score is not your priority. And there's a difference there. And for most of you adults, a little nugget for you is that you should be playing more practice rounds. You should be playing more golf for fun. You should be out there learning more, experimenting more, trusting new form more. All of these things need to be done during your practice, not your play. Your play is when you're trying to play your best. And at that point, the work has been done, the hay is in the barn, and you're going out and trying to perform. I want you to think about some of the best players of all time, the Tom Brady's, the Michael Jordan's, the Tiger Woods. When they're out there performing and they're hitting their best shots, they're not thinking about their form. It's, it's not happening. They're thinking about performing or maybe they're not thinking at all. Maybe they're very in that flow state where things are just moving and happening. And um, it's just important to understand that because a lot of adults head out onto the golf course and they tinker with their swing, they tinker with their grip, they tinker with their ball position. And then they associate a good shot or a bad shot with the success of that swing thought. When that swing thought chances are didn't contribute to their success or not, their success was just based on luck. You know, every once in a while, you're going to hit a good shot or a bad shot, regardless of what you're 
thinking, and if you're swinging more freely, you have a higher chance of success. So here's some angle of attack drills I wanna leave you with. I'll do my best to describe them. Basically, if you wanna to learn to hit your driver better and swing more up on the ball, I want you using a wooden tee because a wooden tee can diagnose if you're hitting down on the ball. If you're hitting down on the ball, you'll break a wooden tee. Or you're hitting up on the ball and um, you're not breaking that wooden tee. And once you get good at that, you can play a few rounds of golf without breaking a wooden tee. It's it's kind of cool. It's kind of empowering. It's kind of like, whoa, I don't, need, I don't need to go buy tees all the time because I don't crack them every time I play. But at some point, they'll just wear out and crack. But, you know, you can get through a round or two or three without breaking a tee if you're doing a good job hitting up on it and swinging up on that ball. So a drill for you that would be really productive is about six to 12 inches past your ball Let's put something just above your tee height. That's like a piece of foam or an old box of balls that's not full. And just learn what it swings like to swing and hit that tee and then swing over that object. And, and that's a very productive way to learn to swing more up on the ball. Now, just the opposite is in a really simple way to do this. And I'll have some stuff on my YouTube channel for you to check out. Head over to my YouTube channel if you want visuals is a towel drill. I love a towel drill for helping players develop better impact when their ball is on the ground. The towel is gonna go six to eight inches behind your golf ball, and you're gonna learn to swing over that towel, miss the towel, and hit the ball. If you get good at it, you can move that towel, say, as close as four inches to the golf ball. Or if you're bad at it or you're new, you could keep that towel as far back as 10 or 12 inches from the golf ball. But just having that visual to give you some feedback, and when I say behind it, I mean away from the target, to give you some feedback when when you do sweep the ball more than you intended. And you're gonna find out that you're actually gonna hit that towel more often than you would think. And it's just gonna give you some of that feedback that we all need. Practicing with more structure, more feedback, and having a feedback loop is, is really important to help yourself make progress. Having an understanding is the start. Having feedback is gonna help you install whatever it is you're trying to do, trying to work through. And with feedback, we're taking the guessing out of the equation. So don't guess, do the work, put the work in the right places. I appreciate you for hanging out. Leave this thing a review, share it with a friend, share it with a slicer in your group. You know the guy, the guy or the gal I'm talking about, the one that duffs it off the tee or slices it around or even does that nasty S word we call shanks. Share it with them. Um, send me an email, reach out to me on my socials anytime. We gotta get through the winter. I need to know what you need to know, so let me know, and uh, I'll catch you back here same time, same place next week. He's crazy.